You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Minister of Higher Education and Science and Innovation, Dr. Bladen Zamande, has announced a new student loan scheme for the missing middle. Zamande says government has set aside 3.8 billion rand to fund the country's missing middle students who were not covered by NASFAS, the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. Zamande also announced the appointment of Professor Lorenz von Staden as acting chairperson of NASFAS. To discuss this further, we're joined on the line by Deputy Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation, Kuti Manamela. Thank you very much, uh, Deputy Minister, for your time with us this morning. So we understand that uh, the the 3.8 billion rands for the 2024-2025 uh, financial year only covers 47% of the missing middle students. It's, it's, it's not nearly enough, even though we're talking about a staggering figure here. Well, thank you very much, uh, Subenzila, for having us. I think we, for us this is a huge intervention uh, because the issue of uh, those students whose uh, household income exceeds 350,000, mm. uh, meaning that they uh, do not, they earn more than the NSFAS threshold but cannot afford, has been quite a huge issue since we introduced fee-free higher education yeah. uh, in 2018. Most of these students were being funded by uh, universities themselves uh, through uh, loans, some of them by uh, private banks um, you know, and, and various other sources. And so what we've decided to do is to introduce the first phase of this funding, which uh, meant that we had to mobilize 3.4 uh, billion, I mean, billion rents, um, uh, whose, uh, uh, as I said, first phase uh, to cover the uh, almost 47%. This does not mean that, uh, you know, uh, the rest of the other students will be left in the latch. And as mm-hmm. I said, this is an intervention. It's, a, it's the first phase. It's the initial seed that government is providing. Uh, and I think as the minister has indicated in the launch, uh, we will be going out uh, you know, to further mobilize resources, to look for newer sources of income, to work together with financial institutions, uh, to work together with uh, uh, you know, universities and private colleges themselves, to try and see where we can get further resources yeah. that will cover as many students, uh, you know, as possible. Yes, uh, 47% of the, uh, you know, more than 100,000 students seems, uh, you know, uh, 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 not enough. But I think this is an important step in the right direction. As, as I said, uh, you know, it fills in a particular gap yeah. which, uh, uh, you know, has been uh, filled by universities and financial institutions themselves. With, with the ever-growing demand for, for access to higher 
education, um, the, the, the tough economic times that many households are, are facing. Many people just cannot, cannot afford the cost of, of higher education. So, so as, as, you, as you say, this is an important um, interve- intervention. First phase, there'll be more to come over the next uh, you know, decade, over the next several years and so on. Does it though feel as though you're chasing your, your own tail? And, and how, do you, how do you actually solve for that with this ever-increasing demand and then this, this struggle for adequate resources to actually fund those who cannot afford to put themselves through higher education? Well, I, I, I don't understand when you say we are chasing our own tail um, because, um, you know, in the, in the first instance, the NSFAS, uh, 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 you know, uh, grant provides for more than, I mean, close to 90% of South African households um, based on the, um, uh, you know, households uh, income uh, survey uh, that, that uh, uh, you know, was conducted in 2018, whose basis we have set as, uh, uh, I mean, which, which guided us uh, to set the threshold at 350,000 um, you know, and, and, and something that we obviously will be engaging with the uh, uh, various, uh, uh, you know, stakeholders in the sector in terms of when do we review that. But 90% of households are already provided by the current threshold. This is an additional measure uh, which covers those students who are not, uh, uh, you know, included in the uh, you know in the initial thresholds that we've indicated, um, and you know we confidently believe that uh, you know over time uh, this particular uh, threshold uh, you know will be fully covered. And as I said, mm. uh, you know the the bigger problem, the bigger concern has not been that there is no funding for this uh, uh, specific threshold. The bigger concern was that. The funding that is being provided is obviously uh, making these households vulnerable to, uh, you know, higher interest rates and all of that, and which is what this intervention, uh, uh, you know, seeks to to resolve. And I'm not talking B case. Uh, 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 you know, we're talking, uh, you know, a very short-term interval, uh, uh, you know, a period where we can hopefully fully cover. Uh, you know, everyone who falls within yeah. this, uh, this this cohort. And maybe I think it may also help for me to provide uh, even more information on this. So so those students who, uh, you know, uh, families earn more than 350,000 rand, as I said, uh, uh, you know, will uh, apply for this funding. Uh, we will also look, obviously, at the performance of those students. Um, we will look into the fact that those students who complete their degree in uh, the stipulated time uh, by the university or the diploma by the college uh, will get, uh, you know, 50% off, uh, you know, their tuition being uh, paid for by the scheme. Um, uh, you know, so so uh, this is a huge improvement, uh, you know, from whatever that was being provided. So we will mm-hmm. be working with everyone else to try and improve the scheme uh, to make sure that it works uh, perfectly and ultimately to ensure that it covers everyone yeah. who falls within this section. 
so, some of uh, imagine you, you you would call them your your detractors. Um, uh, the DA shadow minister of higher education, in fact, saying that uh, there's there's still quite a bit of confusion around the rollout. Yeah, and of obviously um, also expressing very little confidence about um, your department's ability to administer this uh, this new uh, f- uh, funding effectively, um, and, and making the argument that. Uh, the, the administration of the current load has not been administered effectively. How do you respond to that? Look, the, the, the initial introduction of the NSFAS um, was for it to provide loans to students and to collect uh, payment for those loans. The NSFAS is still uh, you know, collecting uh, 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 loans uh, or repayments uh, from students, and some of this money uh, is used used as initial, uh, uh, you know, payment to universities uh, at the beginning of the financial universities and to at colleges. So that's the first thing. So uh, the ease, existing capacity, uh, knowledge, and experience within the NSFAS to be able to provide this. Secondly, um, they are working together with universities. Uh, uh, you know, specifically the uh, uh, University of Cape Town and the University of Stellenbosch, um, you know, to to look into uh, their own uh, loan schemes that have been existing for uh, years. So a combination of that experience, um, uh, you know, I think will do will 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 be put into good use uh, to make sure that the rollout to um, you know, to this scheme is uh, uh, effective. We already have a platform, and um, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, when you call them detractors, they are the of, uh, the, the uh, opposition parties in parliament, uh, and sometimes they get into the habit of uh, opposing, uh, particularly when it's election season. But we are quite confident that uh, by the time we have. Uh, uh, you know, uh, completed every other uh, uh, process in terms of the academic year 2024. This will also be, uh, you know, a done deal, and students will be given information in terms of what to do uh, to apply for this scheme. Professor Lorenz van Staden has been brought in as acting chairperson of NASFAS. What 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 does he bring to to the institution? What are you hoping he will he will do for NASFAS? Given, of course, uh, the the challenges, the thirty day leave of absence um, that that has now since been taken by by the chairperson. What are you hoping uh, Professor Lorenz will be able to do for NASFAS? Uh, Prof. Lorenz has been. Um a, uh, a practitioner in the post-school education and training sector for years. He's been a vice chancellor, uh, um, uh, you know, at the Tswane University of Technology, at a very important uh, phase of that university. Uh, he's been working as uh, an administrator in various institutions. He has experience. He, um, uh, you know, in terms of. Uh, the uh, student funding uh, in the sector, um, you know, and in the period uh, that he is required to act, we believe that, uh, you know, he will be an important uh, set of hands uh, to, to uh, 
uh, help us ensure that uh, you know NS fast remains stable, uh, NS fast remains focused uh, as we reopen uh, institutions of higher learning uh, in 2024. So we're quite confident it's already in the board. Um, you know, so there shouldn't be any doubt. Any member of the board, uh, you know, uh, in our view, can be able to act uh, as chairperson. And, uh, you know, we believe that his uh, pair of hands have got uh, enough experience uh, to be able to fill in, uh, you know, the, the uh, gaps created by uh, the, the uh, current chair stepping aside. In, in this country, we're not used to people, uh, whenever they are under some, some sort of cloud of controversy, stepping away for whatever reason. We've seen it here with the chairperson and his cause stepping away here. And I, and I wonder what, what your, your reading of that is. Some, some, of course, are saying, well, OK, great. He's allowing processes to, to unfold without getting in the way and, of course, still allowing for the work of NASFAS to, to continue without this cloud affecting things. There's also a view that says, well, if he's walking away, uh, he, he clearly has something to answer for here. How, how, what do you make as Deputy Minister um, of, of, of him taking this leave of absence? Well, I've, I have, uh, uh, you know, no interest to make a reading of the situation. What we have here is, um, you know, someone who's an incumbent in a position who believes that, uh, uh, you know, there are certain things that have happened uh, you know, that requires to be looked into, um, you know, and in order for that to happen, and in order for uh, them not to be seen to be interfering uh, with uh, the investigation, they believe that, uh, you know, they should step aside. And uh, I think we need to applaud uh, the uh, the chair for having taken that initiative, talking to the uh, to the board, um, and, and let's see what's happened. This is a decision that the uh, board has taken to accept uh, his decision, and uh, upon advice to the minister, the minister then has appointed, uh, you know, a chair. So I think let's let's give that process an opportunity, and let's get a report uh, on the uh, of the investigation, uh, you know, without formulating opinions and without throwing innuendo. I think let's uh, uh, you know hear what what uh, those who will be appointed to investigate say they found. Uh, and if they found that there was nothing wrong on the part of the chair, then uh, let him be brought back. And if not, let's hear what they say should be, uh, you know, done with the chair. Would you agree, though, Deputy Minister, that, that it comes at the worst time, really, this, this scandal and obviously growing calls for the minister, Dr. Nzimande, to resign as well? It's coming at a time where the spotlight is on, is on education. Um, uh, you know, schools are opening this week, uh, institutions of higher education in a couple of weeks' time as well. There's always the spotlight on funding for, for schooling. So it really comes at, at the worst time. Would you agree? Well, look, I think our interest is, yes, uh, perceptions are important, but we're more interested in, um, you know, what the uh, the reality is. So in as much as uh, there are news uh, that indicates that the, um, uh, you know, uh, the chairperson may have uh, acted inappropriately in whatever way, what our interest now is, uh, you know, have we planned for the academic year 2024 uh, as a National Student Financial Aid Scheme? And we think that based on the report that the board has given us, we tick that box. 
Um, you know, do we have that credibility as an institution to be able to provide funding to students and to universities and to that colleges as and when they need them? We believe that we tick that box. Yes, there were, uh, you know, uh, uh, about 22,000 students who, whose allowances were not paid uh, last year because of some of the uh, challenges and inadequacies uh, based on the uh, uh, you know, financial service providers that the NSFAS uh, had uh, uh, appointed. Uh, is the NSFAS acting on that, on that to ensure that those students are repaid their money? Yes, we believe that we've ticked that box. So that's our interest, uh, you know, and we uh, are not less concerned, of course, of the perception that this creates. Mm -hmm. But what I want to, uh, you know, assure uh, uh, students who uh, will be getting their metric results sometime uh, in the course of this week and who have hopes, who have applied to the NSFAS for the academic year 2024, is that at the time, when you have to go to university, when you have to go to a TVET college, we believe that we will have an NSFAS that puts money in your pocket uh, for you to be able to go and pay your tuition, accommodation, transport, and any other benefits that the NSFAS stipulates. Mm-hmm. As a final question, Deputy Minister, allow me to, to veer off and, and ask you in your capacity as an ANCNEC member over the weekend, we um, heard about in a leaked no, a letter, it was in fact about Dr. Nkosa Zanadamini Zuma's intention uh, to, to call it a day um, on, 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 her, um, on her career in Parliament. And uh, we, we wonder if that will also lead to, to calling it a day on her career as, you know, in, in public serv- service. Ahead of a crucial election year, your, your thoughts on this? Well, I haven't seen the letter. I haven't spoken to, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Dlamin uh, Zuma, uh, and I do not know what her political uh, interest and uh, role uh, would be in the uh, coming year. But if indeed that is true, uh, I think it's important for us to, uh, you know, appreciate the fact that she's been of service, not only uh, officially in government, uh, but also as part of the liberation movement. Uh, she uh, has been one of those few uh, who contributed in the uh, formation of the student movement uh, uh, and its uh, uh, shaping. Uh, she has contributed into, uh, you know, the, uh, develop- the Africa development agenda, the first, uh, you know, woman chair uh, of the uh, African Union. Uh, she has done a sterling work as a minister of uh, health here in the country. So I think she has uh, made a huge contribution. And if indeed it is true uh, and that it has been uh, officialized, I think all that we could do is to acknowledge that important role uh, and ensure that her name remains in the uh, uh, books of history for that contribution. I hope that will continue to rely on her counsel uh, as we uh, do, not only as the ANC, but also as the country. Me, thank you very much for your time with us this morning. Thank you so much. Bye. That was Deputy Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation, Buti Manamela. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.